baby, we got a transformative one for you this week. That's right. We're in Las Vegas reporting live from our suite at Circus Circus. Bring in the clowns. Who do we have today? Today we have a very special guest all the way from down the street in Las Vegas. It's Maddie Morphosis. And she's here to give it to you straight. We talk all about, you know, just going ham in high school. <laughs> Stealing food from Pepper Mill. I got drunk last night. That's true. All right, enjoy the show. Goodbye. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-81-80. Our email is loveysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you sub, you stupid little fucks, you not so fucks, you dirty little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meepaw. I'm Meepaw, and that's Big Dipper. Hello. Hello. Um, if, you, if you haven't <laughs> noticed, we... Huh, huh, oh, huh. We're in a new place. Um, this is our first episode of Sloppy Seconds Takes Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. And we're coming to you live, pre-recorded from Circus Circus, <laughs> off the strip, at the far end of the strip. Well, it's on the strip. It's the just... darkest corner of the strip. Both um, literally and... Figuratively? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I'm, I'm My voice is shot. We were at the Gavians last night, and I was screaming at porn stars. Like, well, full volume screaming at them. And when did you eat your dinner? What time? 6 a.m. And what was it? Pork chow mein. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give our guests a lovely introduction to here? In bed. I ate it in bed. <laughs> she's the queen. She's the, she's the queen that we were all a little skeptical of, but now we tune in every other week. Let's give it up for Give It to Us Straight, Maddie Morbison. Hi, Maddie. That's me. Hi. Hit the play button. Thank you. Faggot. Oh. <laughs> I guess that doesn't really apply. I'm glad I didn't hit it because I would have got canceled. Yeah, that's right. You better you better watch your tone, ma'am. There's like booby traps in this like interview already. Yeah. Well, and part of it was you had to walk through the lobby to Uh, get here with all the children. That was the first trap. Right. (laughs) Well, we were saying earlier, like uh, being in drag, going out to nightclubs. You know, outside of that, I'm a homebody, so like I haven't seen children in the wild Mm -hmm. in like five years. It's crazy. Walk out there and they're running around, snotty noses. They're just existing, just like tiny little uh, humans. We did. Did walk by one child last night. Was it at Resorts World where she went, "Wow!" And was George, was like, that was George's. <laughs> that was just George's. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Ooh!" You, they, she was like, "They make them this big <laughs> and beautiful." Yeah, that's what it is. Um. So when did you move to Las Vegas? Because we're in your home turf now. Yeah, I, I, just like a year ago. I've been here very long. I'm still adapting, adjusting. Yeah. How is it adjusting? Because you were from the Midwest, right? Uh yeah, Midwest South. South depends on who you ask. Arkansas. Yeah, That's a- the- anyone from Arkansas will tell you it's the South. Anyone like outside of Arkansas Any says other it's Midwest. Idiot? Okay, I don't know. Oh, it's it, it, they all fly Confederate flags, and, you know. So whatever that says. <sighs> okay, let's start with your hit YouTube show. Give it to me straight. <laughs> so you were on season fourteen of Drag Race, and then your gigs dried up, so you started a talk show. Oh my god! Oh my god! How the turntables? I'm not used to being on this side of it. <laughs> For, for the record, my gigs didn't dry it up. They Ooh. were never there. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. very good, very good. <laughs> what, why did you want to start a talk show? 
Uh, just to weaponize my blue check mark because <laughs> again, like I, I know like with with the way things are going, like you could do live shows. <laughs> sure. And like if I go to a live show, I might make like a hundred new fans. But if you make content online, like you can reach so many people. And right. like Trixie Mattel was like a huge inspiration in that because on the season, like we both had crusty makeup. Granted, I didn't wear the same blue contacts, so my contacts were better. But but she had the you know critique for her makeup. Like there's so many overlapping similarities. She went home about the same time I did. But then after the show, she started making just online content, and then everyone just started falling in love. Right. And now she's literally Mount Rushmore drag. She is that she girl. She truly is yeah. that girl. Like it's crazy. Well, your talk show is so interesting because it started just like you in that room randomly, and then there was like yeah. a sudden glow up, and the walls became furry. Okay, and there was a neon sign. <laughs> well, well, you're doing the thing that we always say, which is just just go for it to start yeah. with. It doesn't have to be perfect. I like just go, with. just make it. You know, it'll stick because people like they don't care about your backdrop really. Yeah. They, as long as like the content's entertaining. Here we are, Here we are in the circus. Yeah. Circus, circus. Hotel. It's it's good hotel furnishing. You're, you're very humble. This is like a very nice suite. <laughs> I, I didn't even know Circus Circus had rooms. It's nice if we're being honest. It's three conjoining it's, rooms. It's three Let's rooms be honest. Conjoined. That's you know, it's poor Doug has to walk through my room to get to his, and I leave that room like a gas trap <laughs> the whole time. Farts. Yeah. Well, part. like it's it's it was a nice room until you came. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. At once in its heyday. At yeah. one time, it was a nice yeah. room. You, you probably won't get the deposit back, but it is a lovely <laughs> appearance room, appearance wise. Yeah. Um, I I think people love your talk show because the queens that you have on your getting you're getting stuff out of them that other people haven't heard before mm -hmm. and i know for me i mean one cool thing that is just you know not to cross-pollinate our content but now your show is available as a podcast on the mom network mm -hmm. and i have really enjoyed like driving around and listening to your interviews because mm -hmm. some people you know, don't always have the time to like sit at home and watch the full thing yeah if they're busy mm -hmm. i'm busy uh, but it's been really fun to see what it, what is like the 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 interview that you've heard the most feedback from because that pheromone interview. Okay, I was gonna say, was it the pheromone one? Yeah, well, right now the Aja one's the most recent one. There's a lot of people talking about that because this is what it's, I want to say. Yeah, it's it's she's she was so sleep deprived and just chaotic energy and that it, it just yeah it's yeah and indeed it was. And There's so many was. like sound bites from that one, <laughs> but also too because Aja is someone that's very like. She's not just gonna sit by and let people say stuff. She's in the comments, so it's. I, 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 oh, she's in the comments. Oh yeah, she's oh. Oh, you for people. You were like, girl, chill out. Let them yeah, yeah. But, like, like I go through, like I, I, you know, I tend to the weeds. I get rid of comments that are way too negative. Mm -hmm. But she, she's getting to the comments before I even see them. I'm like, how do you even see them <laughs> already? The time. I know. Well, it's like it's like I get the notifications when someone comments. It's like, how did you? How are you already here? <laughs> It's like I, five seconds before their comment. No, she feels I, it. Well, because she is a witch. She's a bruja. I just get yeah, I get like a little notification. It's just like ding. And it's like two Instagram notifications. It's this random person commented and Aja commented. She's so Queen on top of, the of it. Back. But you she know, knows it's, what's it's up. good for content. But yeah, the pheromone, I think, is definitely the one that uh it's kind of gotten the most press because like we you know with like her coming out and right. like all the news articles and stuff. The fact that like my show was cited in like out.com, pride.com, yeah. out magazine, you know, it's just like, oh my god, my bedroom show is like a notable source of like information now. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you want to tell the people that you were on Pride.com? Because normally, when someone mentions a website that you've been on, you like to let people know about the article that. Oh, was I on Pride.com? <laughs> oh, yes, recently because I was making fun of Megami. I mean, not making fun of. I love her, and I was just paying homage to the queen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever get uncomfortable in your interviews when you like drag these girls to their face and then just stare at them? Have you ever felt like a moment of like, ooh, that might have been too far? 
No, I I mean, it, it's been pretty good so far. I haven't had any bad. I think I'm pretty good at feeling the vibe because like you'll see like interviews like some queens like I don't really go for as much. Mm. It's because like the vibe doesn't feel appropriate, but. I think I'm pretty good as social chameleon to kind of feel it out. <laughs> there hasn't been any awkward ones as far as I know. Like, they right. might have left and been like, that was the weirdest shit ever. And, you know, there's probably some people talking <laughs> shit about me I don't even know about, but I'm not aware of it. Yeah, it all seems hunky-dory from my point of view. The girls so. want to be there. They're yeah, all they're commenting and they're there. like, me next, me next. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are just like interested to find out what I will find out, you know? Because, right. I mean, if I was on the other end, like... Nancy and, Drew. Yeah. Nardwa. You know, it's, it's the reason why <laughs> celebrities want to go on Hot Ones. They want to say, like, what is he going to ask me? Yeah. You know? right. so. How do you do that, like, level of research? Just, Are you finding out what high school they go to? You're yeah. finding pictures of them as children. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, just, like, deep diving where, like, into, like, the annals of the internet that I shouldn't be into like I'm not like I'm on like their pages I'm on like I'm finding their username old usernames I'm finding like going on people that I know are somewhat associated like pages and word uh, keyword searches and stuff if you ever like, went on I the show in. she would play fucking audio of you voicing the ninja turtle for that game oh yeah I'll look for it you did like a voice for a ninja it turtle a ninja turtle cell phone game hmm you did, did, you, did, you, did you do like the <laughs> did you like the the in person like promotional material for it too? No, I did not. Oh, okay. No, they weren't trying to feature. They weren't trying publicly. to feature. This. Oh, okay. It was just, a, <laughs> it was just yeah. like let's use that voice and get you out of the room. <laughs> but yeah, with, with the show too, like a lot of people don't realize that even the deep diving stuff that they're fine I'm showing you is only like the top of the iceberg. Because in order to find that stuff, I have to go even deeper. So I find so I much need to stuff. My old Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, if it, if I don't have a reason to bring it up, because yeah. like everything I bring up, it's for a reason. It's either right. for like a joke or it's to segue into a new conversation. So you know, like, I might find out, like, with Chrissy Shapeka, like, oh, I, yeah. there was like a deleted scene where I was telling her about the research and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I literally can't find anything about you from high school, but I know you were on the AB honor roll in seventh grade. It's like. <laughs> That's a that's a very deep that's fact that I should not know, no. but I also have no reason to segue that in anywhere. Right, yeah, but you know? found a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, a on both your program and ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like two like her face, but like, as far as the content of the interview, I'm just like, I was like, I have nowhere to segue this into. Right, it's just a random like blip on like my notepad. I'm just like, I can't do anything with this. That's so crazy. It is wild, like how much exists, and like I think because of so much true crime as like <laughs> pop culture and there's a lot of like movies or tv shows about people there was that uh who's what's that actress named storm uh she just won a golden globe she's in the last of us she plays uh um oh the little lesbian girl she plays um uh, uh zendaya's younger sister on euphoria stormy stormy storm, 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 storm? something we'll okay insert it. anyway We'll insert it. Yeah. Faggot. <laughs> Just give up. Press now. it. Hmm? Press it. No. But it's me yeah, no. saying it. I don't care. I've all, I've also I've I've been given like the F slur pass by many a people on my show even, but I'm not about to use it because wow. that pass does not extend wow, to the people watching interviews. That's oh yeah. I literally, I literally had Willow asking me. She was like, "From what you do it for my birthday?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, maybe. Maybe. Oh my god. Not yet. Oh god, I love that. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
No, really. How would you use it, baby? Bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would, like, pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just... I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. All right, we are back with Harriet the Spy. Uh We're back. <laughs> Or Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. A.K.A. Maddie Morphosis. Um, Maddie, Vegas. Yes. Why Vegas? What made you move to Vegas? In, in the words of, who was it that was fighting with someone and said, well, the property values are cheaper out there. Oh, yeah. No, Heidi? Yeah, I think so. And that's, and that's exactly what it is. Because, like, <laughs> I, I'm from Arkansas. Like, I had a, when I was in Arkansas, I had, like, a two-bedroom apartment. paid, like, $800 a month. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, like, the idea of going to a two-bedroom apartment in mm -hmm. L.A. and paying, like, three grand a month, mm -hmm. I couldn't fathom that. And so I was like, my I was go to like Vegas because like there's all the rude girls that come through because I I like content was always the plan, weaponize the connections, use the check mark, you know, <laughs> and like Vegas is like four hours away, you know. Yeah, it's super close. Yeah, so like the, it, Vegas, like Vegas was the content was always the plan. Vegas was like the backup plan, right? You know, and now that I'm, it's it's my acclimation pool. I might stay here, but I might also just like move the little fish baggy into the big tank that is L.A. Ooh. But you know, we would we're, love we're to have you in it. L.A. That would yeah. be great. There's a lot of suburbs in L.A. too. Yeah, you don't have to move like into L.A. You can live LA. like you an hour move. outside, and it's a little. I go to like Ontario or something. Yeah, yeah, be an well, not Ontario. Why not? It's like about an hour outside of LA. That's kind of far. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> they do have an airport, so yeah. it's easy yeah, to get in and airport. out. It's yeah. international. Oh, that's too. the thing too, because like I started bringing guests. I started to bring guests like into my show, and like flights to Vegas are so cheap. I know yeah. it's crazy. Our it's flights like, weren't cheap. We took a jet. <laughs> we didn't take a flight. You made us get on a fucking jet. Okay. And I, I sat you. next to Penn from Penn and Teller. Or Teller. Wait, like, wh why, why are you all like on a on a jet, but then you're in Circus Circus? <laughs> like, why? These are, these are the questions, Joe. Why, Joe? Why? <laughs> why, Joe? Um, How do you... Okay, let's talk about Drag Race, season 14. Yeah. You were on that. For briefly. Okay, <laughs> yeah. for briefly time. Uh, when you were announced as a cast member on season 14 of Drag Race, you pretty much immediately put out a press release 
on your Instagram yeah. explaining yourself to huh. the global population. Uh, did World of Wonder help you create that? Like, were they like, hey, Maddie, this is going to be a thing? Or were you smart enough to be like, everyone is going to say something when they find out? Oh no! About like, my identity. That that was like fully like my own like PR because like I'm assuming that World of Wonder, I I assume that World Wonder wasn't gonna say anything because you know it's like you know e- all press is good press you right. know but I was like I knew where people were coming from and I also too like I saw people that even people that were defending me were doing it in a way where they're like you guys are wrong every drag is for everyone and I was like I need to clear up a few things because one drag is not for everyone clearly you know it's like I need like not only like <laughs> not defending myself but I yeah. just to say that you know it's like hey this is where I'm coming from this is where I stand this is my opinions right you know and everyone like, was like on your side it was super respectful and also it was just like, well not everyone was on your side there was a right. lot of people that were fucking mean to you for no reason <laughs> but um I thought you were great on the show I mean some of your looks were questionable but that's not your fault you you didn't know how to sew it was poor that's smart well I knew how to sew I just didn't know how to Ooh. design because ah. if you go back watch the first ball the skirt that I made they hated the outfit but Michelle said it was very well constructed it was oh. a non-stretch fabric everything was perfectly crisp. So all the naysayers saying that I don't know how to sew, I can sew. Where did you learn? I to can sew? run some fabric through a machine just at home. You know, Are you YouTube. taught yourself. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, looking at, looking at ladies' porn and then sewing. Yeah, just back and at forth. the same time. There's two screens. <laughs> I got the dual monitors. <laughs> yeah. What is your response? Because like clearly you know how to do drag. Clearly you're very entertaining. What is your response yeah. to people who say like? You were only put on. You were only cast on the show for the controversy and for the press. I don't think it was there for the controversy, but I think it was definitely part of it was like for the story. I think what people don't understand is like people think of Drag Race as like the Olympics of drag. Well, because, I mean, because they say it's the Olympics of drag, yeah. but like Drag Race, it's not the fourteen best queens in the country. No. It's fourteen queens with a story. You know, it's like the people that get cast. Like you're a cast on a reality TV show. You're there to do a competition, but also tell stories and. You know, have different. They want to cast people that are like very different, you know? right? And some people have to go home early, and some people stay longer. Like you can't put the fourteen best on because it would just be like when they judge all stars. Well, but it well, would also be like when they judge all stars, and they're just like, you know, it's just down to the nip, the bun mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, why didn't you wear a different shoe? I didn't like the heel on. Yeah, it. and you're just like, like, just well, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Well, I mean, even the people that like you say like aren't like the best, like. A lot of people that have won the show, they weren't even like big names in their hometown when they of were course. cast. You oh, know? yeah. Or like, you know, Jinx like. Jinx Monson. Huh? Jinx Monson. Oh, yeah. Jinx Monson. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, she was like 14 in her hometown. Like, Nasha Lopez, former Miss Continental, amazingly talented, stunning, went home early, like first, like twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then meanwhile, like Willow Pill was wearing. But Willow like, Pill was a big deal in Denver. Yeah. She really but, but was. like, but she's. But she but, was wearing a t shirt and a. Like a skirt, yeah. But she's all, but like, she, she's another queen, like in Chicago right now. Like she literally just wears like Forever Twenty One, throws up on people, and she won Drag Race. So right. I love that. You know, it's like Drag Race. It's not you know, just it's not a pageant. Like people, it's just different stories, different experiences, a different you know little checks mix bag of characters. And you know who I think is a really great example of that is Roxy Andrews, who you know did super well on the show in both her her original season and the all-star season she played like a villain and had a redemption arc she's mm-hmm. so well known in the drag in the in the drag scene like in the pageant scene and then literally like at this point is sort of like I don't really need to be involved with Drag Race anymore. Like, it was something I did, but, like, mm. I don't have to hold on to it so yeah. much. Yeah, she's and I definitely s- not involved anymore and, at all. And it's sort Yet. of lovely. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get ready for all villains. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
but like it is it is so kind of refreshing to see her just like posting about how excited she is to like do her show that she mm. does in the Beyonce look that she made perfectly. Yeah. And it's yeah. not about like I've signed some media deal with like, you know, Paramount and I'm doing an XYZ. It's like she's on her path that is important to her as a queen. Mm-hmm. When you were on the show, did you feel like the other girls understood like your point of view of drag? Because like you were coming out with like the Marie Antoinette head chopped off look and they and like you were Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Like yeah. you were doing like this other <laughs> level of drag that I don't think people were expecting from you. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, like, I was, like, I was drawn to drag for, like, performances, like, just, like, fun, funny performances. Like, a lot of what I do are, like, characters, mm. you know, or themes. Like, if I go, even where someone says, like, oh, she's doing a fishy look, it's, like, but I'm doing a very specific character. Like, I'm Sushi doing, like, on a hot goth girl yeah. or, like, <laughs> or, you know, hot scene kid or, you know, or, you know, just... Or a sexy nun that yeah. reveals to the same Yeah, nun, you know, it's but... just, like, yeah, I just, like, like, characters <laughs> and, like, just general aesthetics and stuff. And, I mean, there, there's, like, definitely people in the drag scene that get it, but I think... I think even the queens that are on the season, like they, you know, got it for the most part. But even if they, it's not the drag that they brought, you know, they see it back home too. Well, that's good. When you made that TikTok with the bugles on your fingertips as the Boulay brothers, (laughs) did you think that that would be the most viral you ever went? Or did you know that you had a future? No, I knew that was only the beginning. (laughs) And it was only the beginning. I was like, if I can get this much press off a Dragula TikTok. (laughs) Well, you know, sorry, my hard drive. Um, when I saw that TikTok, I reposted it like a million times. I didn't even know it was you. I had yeah. no idea it was you. And someone <laughs> well, was like, I, "Can you?" That's Maddie Morphis is doing that. And I, I was like, "I knew she was the funniest one there." I think I made that before I was even cast on yeah. the season. And so, that, like, yeah, that's why. I that's asked. why it was so exciting because, like, I I still remember back whenever you know I only had like three thousand followers, and you get a, ten new followers. It's exciting. And yeah. I my first TikTok that got over like a hundred thousand views. I'm like, oh shit! First TikTok? I made it. It wasn't the first TikTok. It was the first one to really like get views. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> were know. you a Dragula fan? I, Are you a Nikki I, fan? I, I, I oh, was. I friend. was. I wasn't. I am. I. I make a lot of jokes at like the Boulay brothers' expense. What's that you know, like? It's just funny. I've never you done know? that. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, though. I like it. That's good. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. ran into Fantasia last night. She had no idea who I was. Oh no! And she it was made like, "Dragula is a wild experience. Have you done it?" <laughs> I was like, "No, can't say that I have." <laughs> You're like, "I don't think it's for me. <laughs> more of a more of a camp on a Kiki girl." Yeah, I really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, have, do you watch Camp on a Kiki? I love yeah, that shit. I, I made a cameo appearance, I think, on the last season. Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh now, controversial question. Would you ever start your own straights only drag web series oh, competition? God no. How Why not? I've, I've, Hit I've the had, button. I've had <laughs> I almost like reflexively did it. <laughs> I'm we're gonna get her. We're gonna get her. We're gonna get the bitch. You got like two shots. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I've had a couple of like straight queens like reach out to me or or guys that are like, oh, I'm interested in doing drag. I'm a straight person too. You want to start a drag family? And I'm like, no, like right. I'm not. I like I feel like starting a drag house where it's like straight men only. That's like that's so fucking corny. Right. That's like it, no. It's, it's very weird. much you know. It's it's it, it comes down to you know that statement that we started the segment on. It's like you understand that this is for you because it speaks to you, mm. but it's not yours. You're a part of a you larger community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like I don't, I don't want my my whole identity around my sexuality. The only time I do is like with my show. Like if it's funny or ironic, I'll use it. But outside yeah, of that, like I'm title. just making content. 
Yeah, like the title of the show. The title. Yeah. Which was straight. Yeah, I understand mm. that. But even then, like, I... Dick I, and vagina. Dipper. Precisely. Titties on the top. And dick on the bottom. Precisely. <laughs> exactly, guys. <laughs> but like, with the show, like, I, I had the name for that show and the idea for the logo before I even had the show. And right. I, I built it around that because I was like, I think it'd be funny if I had a really like, aggressive logo... But then I had that pink sign with my name that yeah. we, that all the Voss girls got. Oh yeah. And so I was like, it'd be funny if I had a logo. It's like aggressive font, but then like the word straight is just like in like pretty pink cursive. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Your show is so good. I always listen to it. I'm glad it's on, like podcast form now. Wow. Because I was yeah. like having to. Like, they do look beautiful on video. Yes, it's gorgeous on video. Yes. But like you said, you're busy, We're and so busy. I would always just like have it on in my car, like on my phone <laughs> on YouTube, and I'd be like trying to drive and watch it, and I was like, this is, I'm gonna die. All right, yeah. Well, don't <laughs> I I definitely think like the I think the ideal format is to listen to it on the podcast. And then go back and see the visual references. Well, because, yes. yes, sometimes the way you stare at them or the way they look at you is, like, uh-huh. the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Especially, specifically, Aja, because I don't think she realized how hard you were going to go on her. No. Well, I'm really glad because Aja I was nervous about because I didn't really know her. Mm. And, like, we are cut from two completely different cloths. So right. I was like, this is either going to be, like, the perfect grab, like, mix, or it's just going to be, like, an immov- immovable object meets an unstoppable force. Yes. <laughs> And luckily, I've been seeing that meme go around because they want you and Z-Way in a room together. And I would oh, lose I my mind for that. <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. The people want stuff like that, but I think they're just like making these connections. Like there's like, oh, this is similar. I want these things together. But it's like, you don't want two of the same thing. You need like a, you need, you need a straight man in the banana. You know, it's like that dynamic. Oh, yeah. You put two people because like in that sense, Z-Way is, for lack of a better term, like also like the straight man yes. in that scenario. Like, what are we going to do? Just stare at each other? Stare at each other? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch it. I, I would love to see her to do an interview with you as George Santos again. So it's just. Yeah. That, that would be funny. And you're like, like, your whole thing is like, you're like, hey, I'm doing an interview as the real George Santos. Yes. He was faking last time. Or yeah. you just you gotta... literally read the transcript. Oh. God dang. Now, now on your show. Here's some. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we've done some. Mildly researched questions that we'd like to ask you. Oh, gosh. Okay. When you worked at Target in your early 20s, how far did you push the limit of what was considered an acceptable Target red shirt? Did you play by the rules? Or did you wear (laughs) a little scoochy hot pink top with ruffles and call it red when management asked? No, I was pretty honest. I had some basic red T-shirts. But I actually worked at Target in, like, my mid to late 20s. I only worked there for about, like, a year before I got on Drag Race. Oh. Walmart. My first job out of high school was Walmart, and I worked there for, like, five years. What yeah, department? Arkansas. Uh, a little all over. Did inventory. I was a department manager for a while over, furni- over, over furniture. Cosmetics? No. You just oh, said furniture. everywhere. No, cos- cosmetic. I actually applied for Sephora once. Really? Like, it was like a few years into doing drag. And I was like, I want to get a part-time job at Sephora. I get a discount on makeup, you know. And you know, and I never even got a call back. <laughs> oh. I never, like, never called me. I got, well, what, let me rephrase. I got a rejection letter. They said, sorry, <laughs> we're not accepting application at this time. That's insane. I, I, and I applied for multiple ones, just regular sales positions. I had department manager retail experience. I was like, so, and I submitted pictures because they were like, show us some pictures of your work. And it was like me and drag. And that's probably why I lost oh, the spot. Oh, yeah. But I was like, it was a very humbling experience where like I couldn't even get a job at Sephora. And then two years later, I was on Drag Race. That's wild. <laughs> and it was like very much like when I got that call, it was like a, you'll see, you'll Which, all see. And then I get on the show and immediately get ready for my makeup. And I was like, oh, maybe they're right. It's so wild because when you walk into a Sephora, those managers are in the tightest little black pants you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and they are basically done up like drag queens. Yeah, they're wearing well, they all so look like much makeup. Loves they, yes. interview look. Yes, 
And indeed they do. Indeed. Indeed it was. Okay. Um, so you started doing drag after high school? Yes. And you've been quoted as saying it was a safe space for you to explore your gender identity. Mm. So are you getting your jollies off by doing a little drag? <laughs> no, <laughs> I uh, like whenever I started doing drag, it was a uh, it was like a like a self expression because like I was going out for a long time and it wasn't even drag. Right. I didn't start performing until like 2017, but I was doing um like varieties of like going out. I was like fully dressed up, androgynous, trying to find out, like, what it meant, like, to me. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I, I I got extremely nihilistic after high school. Like, it was in a weird way. Like, I was, it was, like, depression, nihilism, nothing matters. Like, I was fully, like, oh, cool. I'm going to, I was, like, I was, like, I don't, I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy with what this is. I don't fit in with anything. I don't understand life or, like, who I was. And I was, like, I'm going to leave high school. I'm not going to see these people again. Anything about myself, I'm gonna. I don't like. I'm gonna change anything that I'm curious about. I'm gonna try. Whoa, and that's really cool. Yeah, and like I was fully like, I, I was always drawn to more like feminine aspects and things, and especially like in a very macho conservative small town. I was right. like, I don't fit into like. To, like and I think there's a lot more nuance to this story that I'll probably talk about in a different monetized podcast. But the short of it is like, you know, I was like going out and. Just trying to find out what it like meant to me and meeting people that were different than the people that I knew. And I was, you know, like I the person I was even a year after high school was like polar opposite than I was in high school because I was just like going through this weird journey. And it just so happened that, you know, to go through these changes and find out about yourself, you're gonna meet more open-minded people. Right. And those open-minded people are gonna go to open-minded spaces. Mm -hmm. And so it just led me to like what became my home bar. C4. And yeah, and C4. In Fayetteville. In Fayetteville. Now, when you walked in there, who was on stage? Taylor Madison Monroe? Uh she she actually was not hosting at that time because like there was like a brief hiatus that she took. I don't know why. I think I probably know why, but I don't want to say drugs. But yeah, so, there's someone else that was out there. Oh, I, I thought she I remember the, the host was Olivia yeah. Olivia Larue. She's the first drag queen I ever saw in person, and she was very welcoming. And like, I, did the I, room stop? Were you like, "What's this?" Yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> everything stopped for a moment. I heard like "Linger" by the Cranberries playing. <laughs> it was very yeah. No, but I was I was there with um, was it, I think it was like a girlfriend at the time and she was like she was someone that I confided in about like all like the gender expression stuff I was going through and it was her suggestion she's like oh we should go to like C4 they're open minded and mm. you know they do drag shows and stuff so if you want to do something like that they wouldn't judge you and uh, so yeah I went out there Olivia LaRue first drag queen and talked to me I was terrified of drag queens I never saw one in person but she was like really just welcoming and just like kind and it, it was like the first time I was like I was like oh they literally are just people in clown right. makeup that just reminded me the first drag queen I ever talked to was Peppermint Oh, isn't that wild? Oh, I feel like we talked about that with her. It was, she was a, was a contest or something. She no, was we were, she was hosting karaoke, karaoke at Excess in New York. You know that song? <laughs> uh, wait, well, not the way you're singing concrete. it. Which one? <laughs> oh, like oh, like concrete jungle, wet dream to me. So you you went to Fayetteville High School. No, I went to, I, I, I would disclose, the Wikipedia page is inaccurate about some stuff. I claim yeah, because they, you were the, part of the Purple Bulldogs. Well, that's no. just the mascot. Of, see, you read things as if you understand <laughs> what they are. Why aren't you listed as a notable alumni they, like, from Fayetteville like, High School? Because she didn't go to Fayetteville High School. <laughs> explains that. Next yeah, answers the next question. No, I, I went to like a little tiny town outside of it, but I just like don't like claim it because yeah, again, like I, I left the high school. I don't fucks with it. I don't fuck with the people there, yeah. except for with the exception of a couple. And uh, yeah, I don't want people. You're in a couple. This exact Wait, reason. I said I don't. I said I don't fuck with the people there except for a couple. Got a it. couple of people. 
But, you know, it's just like, I don't, I'm not about to rep them, put them on the map. <laughs> I don't want my name on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> Fuck them. That's yeah. right. We were talking before the interview started about how, like, we're you're at the middle age. Like, you're, well, not middle age, but, like, you're She's 29. in her 20s. Yeah. So you're, like, almost 30. Some people think you're young. Some people mm-hmm. think you're old. Do you feel like the newer generation is just more accepting of everything? Because I feel like they won't, they don't really care that you're, like, a straight person. The only people that really care is, like, people that are over 35. I, I would say like the opposite, really. I think I think I think, mo- I, th- I think most of the people in negativity that I got was like fourteen year olds on Twitter. But really, well, it was actually like some older drag queens because like there's been a lot of straight drag queens, just yes. not on Drag Race. Right. So the people that were upset are the people whose only exposure is Drag Race, which mm. is mostly younger people. Mm. But people that are in the drag scene, like I had like older pageant queens, like they were the ones that talked me into doing like pageantry and stuff, and like I was in the local scene getting booked by older pageant queens, like. Like they didn't care. And now you have done a pageant. I have. Did you win? Um, I, I, I made final night. It was a national pageant. But the, all the prelims that I did, I was always like first runner up. That's was, amazing. I was a bridesmaid. Was it EOI? EOI? It was a newcomer. Miss Gay US of A newcomer. Oh. Yeah, okay. I did two years of that. I actually had one more year that I was eligible to compete, but then I wasn't because I got cast for Drag Race, so I had to make a decision. Wait, That's you just, can't do both? No, because one of the rules is like with newcomer, you can't have won a state title previously for another system, or you can't have been on like a televised drag competition. Because once what you're once you're there, like your resources drag change. Competition. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that doesn't really give you anything. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're back. Do you know Wicked? I do. I, how, how does your mics not just like blow out? They probably do. Oh. I, well, I got the level. I'm, I'm riding my levels. Oh, okay. Professional. I can teach you about Professional. Professional. I came to work. Um, That's Sh- Shangela. Shigella. Did you know that she performed on almost every continent in this beautiful globe, U.S. of uh, um, not. Co- uh, world? Has the drag queen ever performed in Antarctica yet? I think Shangela did. I think did. Shangela did. Oh, did she? Yeah. And we should have laughed her there. Hey, like, Siri. Oh, got her. <laughs> did Shangela perform on Antarctica? Okay. I found this on the web for did Shangela perform on Antarctica. Check it out. I hate when they don't redo the results. They say, I found you some research, but you need to do the work. You're like an iPad, baby. You just want the, everything handed to you. Oh you, just, my you, just want, you just want the content. Her. I want uh, Teddy Grahams. You're like, I hate when I have to read. <laughs> I, I want te- <laughs> Teddy Grahams. I want a bottle of water. I want to watch my shows. Yeah, I yeah. want you to push me around in a circle. That's what I want. You're like, I want to drink, like drink a mimosa. You wear a nothing but cup. fucking overalls and shorts. That's right. They call me baby. In the summer of 2017, you posted video footage of you dressed as a peacock with a huge cape with the words... I am here, scrawled across your chest in pain. Mm. Did you invent We're Here? And when did Eureka, Bob, and Changela steal the idea from you? I'm not going to say I invented it, but there's definitely some um, deriving there, for sure. For sure. No. Were no, you I doing don't. Peacock by Katy Perry? No. I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I just remember that night, the theme was like, 
club kid or something. And okay. I was like, I'm just going to make the craziest thing I can. So that whole peacock feather, it kind of wrapped around me. And then it like blew up because it was like very like Jackson Pollock, like paint splatters all over my body and like the cover. And then it folded out in the peacock feathers and it said, I am here. It looks absolutely incredible in our notes here. <laughs> yeah. Half cut and black and white. You really get that. Here's that, the full. There's that's the full the, uh, cut that's, <laughs> that's the best way to consume that look is on this card. <laughs> on tiny cards, pixelated yeah. and uh, cut in half. Yeah. Right, well, everyone can go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> here's something else. Um, in a Salon.com article, you admit to stealing your performance style directly from Bob the Drag Queen. Can you apologize for appropriating Bob's culture? I did not steal the performance style. I was inspired by... And it's only fair because Bob stole my idea for we're here. So exactly, wow. that's not a bitch it's bothered. not stealing. It's tit for tat. So we were actually <laughs> talking about this last night because Meepal said the same thing. Like same thing. seeing Bob's performance mm -hmm. to like, it is ninety seven thousand. No, the one that got degrees. me was her crazy mix where she was like the telephone, the, the telephone. You know the, that one. The one for me, it happened like is before Bob. I think was even on Drag Race or before I started watching Drag Race. But I'm from Arkansas. We're uncultured. We don't know shit. And everyone's white. So like everyone's <laughs> talking about voguing. And I literally Googled how to vogue. And it popped up a YouTube video of performance. And I was like, oh, this is like someone doing it live. And it was just Bob doing a stand-up where he was lip syncing over a YouTube video of someone talking about how to vogue. And I've made it like a comedy oh, thing. Good. And that was the first time I saw a mix where someone was just like doing monologues over like a YouTube video and yes. stuff. And the first time seeing a drag performance that wasn't just someone doing, work me down, down. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, you can do stuff like this. And it completely changed the way I did like mixes and stuff. So now like when people ask like, what's your go-to lip sync song? I'm like some YouTube video. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I same for me. They're it's, like, what's huh? your go-to? And I'm like, huh? What? It's yeah. that. Like, it's I don't have, and saying, they're like, so oh, what do you, what? or yeah, when people ask me, like non drag fans, and I'm like, oh, I'm a drag queen, they're like, oh, do you sing? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, so you lip sync? And I'm like, kind of. Mm. Mostly hosting and like making fun of other drag queens is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's such as like, no, I feel like I was like, can I in the wrong, like, not the wrong spot per se, but like people from New York, they do stuff like that. In LA, like pre sing, you're doing shows mm. like that. Right. And Arkansas, like, no, they weren't like, they weren't getting down like that. You know, it's a lot of pageant drag, a lot of ballads, a lot of dancey songs. It's always so interesting. I mean, you've had the opportunity now to travel around to all these different cities and see. Well, maybe you did see um, a couple, 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 couple here there. Some, did you yeah, work yeah. the world? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I'm working my guest bedroom right yes, now. Yes, okay, <laughs> got it. Yes, but yes, to yes. see like how what their culture of drag is, or like how their bars mm -hmm. run the shows, and it's just so interesting. Like. In LA, it's like five minute numbers, please nothing longer. But in other cities, it's like, oh, we're doing doubles tonight. We're doing sixteen minute straight sets, like just the longest yeah. numbers possible. When you we never, went, when I had to travel, I had no idea what to do. When we went down to play, um, they were like, oh, it's a very regular thing here that if the audience is really living for the number, just run it back. Just do it again so you can collect more. But tips. I had spoken word numbers, so it was running back to the yeah. middle of a monologue, no. being like. Uh, 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 Play, I, I think a, a play, I think they did the same thing to me where I was doing a number and it's like my outfit is extremely intentional. I have props, like it's like a little spoken word thing. And I had another song that was a backup and it was just like a backup third number in case I was doing a third set. Mm -hmm. And the crowd was like living after my first number. So they just played the backup song, and yes, which is another <laughs> number with props in a different outfit that are all backstage. And so I'm just like doing this number that makes no sense. And I'm like, this is a setup. 
And so people are tipping, but they're also like confused. They're like, why are you dressed like uh, Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Doing songs about juice. What was the sandwich? <laughs> songs about juice. 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 Oh, juice. Oh. Juice. I was like, oh. Spell it. J E no J U I C E juice. Okay, thank you. Um, what was the, what was the um, sandwich they did at Kentucky Fried Chicken that wasn't the bread but it was the two pieces of chicken? Double stacker. Double. Du- look it up, Doug. Double stacker. I think. Double down. Double down. The double, double down. down. The double you down. ever had one of those? I have not. No. I I uh, as soon as I moved out, like again, I went on that whole journey of like exploring new things, and one of them was also food, vegetables. Ooh. So like all the different like places I'd never had before, I was like, I'm gonna try this. And so what like, is your favorite food? I discovered Popeyes. I tried to get KFC once, and then I found Popeyes and Louisiana never went back. Chicken. Louisiana chicken. Yeah. Now. Kitchen. Louisiana kitchen. Louisiana kitchen. So despite having a kernel look, I actually don't fuck with KFC like that. Well, there's a so. Popeyes down here in the ba- in the main floor of Circus Circus. Say less. I'm here. <laughs> That's why I actually, That's she why said, here. honey, run me my biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came for the mac and cheese. God, I always get so many sides at Popeyes, and then I'm just so disappointed. I feel like they don't do sides well. Mm. Um, do, yeah, they, you, do they have Gus's fried chicken out here? Have you ever had that? I've never had it, no. You got to try it. It's so good. Not, Next time familiar. you're in L.A., we'll go. I don't know, I don't know her. I got, I'll also have you at Fat Slut. You got to put on a couple pounds or, or a fat suit. Okay, fair enough. She, well, she, she can do a look. A fat look. Yeah. Why can't why can't I be skinny cow? You could be skinny. You look so good at skinny cow. Thank you. How did you become so good at makeup? Because you your beat, your beat is like it's slay. Well, thank it you. Is I mean, I mean, I feel like it's a lot of it's not fair. Like I've just I don't have like strong features, so it's literally like just like she's, so she's beautiful. No, because I, I just have like so a, you think you're pretty. I, I I just have like a very featureless face. Like, I'm not saying that like I'm like naturally pretty. I'm saying I naturally look like those bland background characters in Renaissance paintings. You know? But like whenever there's like a painting, a picture of like a cat the way they used to oh, paint yes. them. I'm just like that. that. You know? That. They didn't know how to paint animals back then. No. Like, it's wild. Well, yeah. But no. yeah, I, I, so I, I get to kind of like a flatter and like more open face. So I think it is yeah. like easier to paint on. I don't, but, I don't have super discernible features. So I get to create them. The hardest thing is like the nose. Cause like mm. the nose, like the only thing I have that's like somewhat its own care, its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you wear blue eyeshadow and red lipstick for me today? I didn't. It's just, it's just a uh, fate. Oh, I think. Good to know. Good to what else? What else? What else? Um, so what is your like what is your experience in Vegas in the scene here? Do you go out and support the girls who are like doing brunch at the garden? Yeah, you go and see an Elliot with two K's, two, two T's. <laughs> I, I used to go out to the scene a lot more. When I first moved here, I was like, I'm leaving Arkansas where we do drag shows once a week. I'm going to Vegas, drag every night, partying right. all the time. I'm going to be going out all the time. And I got burnt out after like a month. Mm. But I go to the shows every now and then. Like Drag Race Live, I'll pop in when there's like someone new in town. And I go to a local show every now and then. But... Body, I moved yeah. to Vegas and now I'm just like, I want to do all Because you've been with your partner for like ever, yeah, like seven years, and nope. she's also a drag queen. queen as well. Yeah, she performs, she does like bingos at the garden and stuff. But she actually performs, does more live performance than I do at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, good for you. you share but wigs? Now, do you share wigs? Do you share costumes? What's going on? Do you share wigs? Will you share wigs? <laughs> when will you share wigs? Because we were at at the Porn Awards last night, we like talked to there were there were like a lot of couples 
Yeah. Where like I'm so and so, and they all had the same last names. Mm-hmm. It was like they I'm. Have, do they have like drag families? Like in yeah, the he was like, I'm Bo Butler and I'm Bob Butler, and I was like, oh, the Butler brothers. But uh-huh. they're like, no, we're husbands. But they were all like, oh, we just share all the same clothes. Oh. You, you no, share drag. We, we'll definitely like share like some wigs, and I will Beats. share. I will borrow some of some wigs. I but I and I will like steal some of her costumes for like tip arounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't oh. work for my numbers, but like tip, tip arounds. Like tip. Well, tip arounds, like photo shoots, meet and greets, like just right. like fun outfits. But she will not wear any of my stuff. Why not? And because her drag is good, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to go to a gig dressed as Shrek. You know, so. <laughs> like I, I wear just like dumb shit. Like I, yeah. I do stuff that's like fun for me, and her drag is more like. Sex, reclaiming womanhood, and all that. Mine's just like it'd be funny if I was a nun. Yes, I love that number. Yeah. Were you together before you created your drag experience? Your drag experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. Experience. Well, n- <laughs> I, I'd start the experience. I don't know. I, I think I, I like uh, that. That should be a new way of saying it. I, I had been doing drag for like two months. I was doing like an open stage competitions, so I had done, I had performed all of like two or three times by the time we met, but I was already like. Bar. Like I'd gone through like the whole like gender journey exploration and landed and found like myself by the time we had like met but was doing drag. So there was a time when you were exploring like just cross dressing without performance or was it always performance? I, I wouldn't even call it cross dressing because it was like almost like a full exploration of, like trying to find my identity. Like I was I just kind of like this like blob. Like I was there was like a, a period where I was fully like I'm gonna find out like what this means for me and if this is what I want to do. And like, I, and like, I, I didn't even know like what my family would think or anything. Like I was fully ready to go on this journey and possibly like move away somewhere to like fully transition. Like wow. I was doing the reason, it's the reason why wow. when I talk to like trans people, like I feel like I have an insight and I'm able to ask like a lot more questions because like I've done like a lot of research, not just in general and as an ally, but like for myself, like I, I actually was, I was trying the sound on that. It says ally. It says ally. Oh, does it? Yeah. Ally. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's so it's. I'm, I'm really thankful. Like even if that time period, what as crazy as it was, I'm very thankful because it did give me like a lot of insight and gave me like a lot of like empathy and understanding. Yeah. So that's why like, whenever people are online, I don't care that people make straight jokes or anything. But it's really it was like really upsetting to see when people were just like saying that. I shouldn't be in these spaces and I'm invading these spaces because mm. it was a safe space for me. Like it was where I went and it made me like by going out and going dressing up in varying degrees, it led me to understanding myself and realizing that it was a lot of like confidence that I was lacking. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't euphoria I was feeling in drag. It wasn't affirmation. It was just confidence. Mm. And that's like uh-huh. what I was like lacking like as like my guy self. I feel like a lot of drag queens that are gay or any version of themselves figure out who they are using their drag. Yeah. I I mean, there's there's a lot of people with similar experiences for me. I know a lot of people that go out to the club, they're like straight guys, and they start like going out to the club, and they start dressing up, and like some of them end up going on transition and becoming like, you know, trans lesbians, and some Mm -hmm. of them end up just going back to their regular life because they did it. They went through the experience and realized it wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's like, I was just like a victim of like the toxic masculinity and gender roles and patriarchy and you know, like all this like very narrow view of what a man should be. And so the fact that I was even remotely interested in things outside of it, I was like, something's wrong with me. Yes. And you know, at that time, looking online, there's no resources. Ask Jeeves is like, it means you're a transsexual. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's so crazy. And and Jeeves is like, log off, fag. Yeah. Ask Jeeves it. 
Faggot. <laughs> but but yeah, you're in Arkansas, and there's not a lot of like resources or people to see out there. So I'm no, people it, pop it, up the Casa Avalon and go talk to them. <laughs> it, it was literally just like, a few people, like friends I met online. <laughs> it was like, a few people that I answer. met online, and just like that, like that one space. So I got to like kind of feel and like, learn my identity, and you know, it's, and. And no. at, at the, my whole thing from that was realizing that, like, oh, like, I'm not a woman. Because I went out there and I was like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm doing more of a character than I was, yeah. like, in my day-to-day life. And, wow. you know, once I, kinda, once I realized that people respond to confidence, then, you know, I can channel that in, like, my guy self. And it was very much like a fake it till you make it. And just, like, going out and just, like, meeting people. And drag just happened. That's where, like, my experience is unique is that, like, I went on a gender journey that other straight guys do and have yeah. done. But I, I just happened to find drag along the way. Like I even when I started first started going out, I was like, I'm never gonna do drag because they're like full rhinestone leotards doing work me down, and I'm like, this is fun to watch, but I don't want to do this. Yeah. Right. But then again, I see in comedy queens, I was like, oh, that seems kind of fun, and they're like, you're already coming out here, you've been dressed up, they're in open stage nights, you should just jump in there and. That's bada bing, so bada boom. Cool. It's I mean, it's really impressive, and it's really I mean we hate this word, but brave of you to take that chance on yourself and mm-hmm. like feel something and being like, oh, I'm gonna go for it. That mm-hmm. I think is really incredible. And we live in a time now where that binary about everything is fading away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think people are people love you know it's it's tried and true always been the way people are scared of something that's different they love to label it so that they can hold on to it and truly process it and understand it and it's like we don't need to do that we can just yeah. sort of like be whatever yeah and we and can be a hungover fat bitch in a rhinestone dress looking for someone to suck on our feet yeah exactly <laughs> and we should Sorry. we should be honestly yeah we should we need more of that but, but like a lot of people like it's, it's whenever toe? i was on the show huh you ever suck a toe oh i'm straight i'm not a mormon <laughs> But, like, I, I think a lot of people would benefit from going on these, like, journeys. And the queer community, like, everyone like, almost in that community has, which is why when I was on the show and I said, you know, I learned from the community, like, the way you're growing up, you're taught that there's a million different ways to be queer, but then you're taught there's only one way to be straight. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing is, like, there's not. Like, there's, like, you can just exist. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. We're all going to be skeletons. Like, none of this matters. None of this It might be matters. a simulation. Some of us sooner than uh, later. Yeah. I'm always looking to die. You ever in that space? Looking to die? Yeah. I could go. I could, if I died right now, I'd be fine. She died. She died. She died. It'd be good for the algorithm. <laughs> Faggot. All right. Yeah, Let's take a, wait. Yeah, we got to take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with our last segment. Find your note. Sing it, baby. Find your note, baby. Find your note. Ah. Bullying works. This, this is the result of be being bullied by Michelle Visage. Bullying you, works. You really did glow up after that show. Mm. And then what happened to well, some I, of the other girls? I also they got, all disappeared. I also got cast like right uh, when I was in like kind of an experimental like time with like, my makeup, mm. and I was like trying new stuff, and I was also like coming off pageants where you have to paint super dark and heavy yes. and. Yeah, so I got cast on the show, and I'm wearing like pussycat wigs and like smaller out- outfits. But then my makeup is like absurdly 
big in comparison. I don't know. I love that you were good at reading because those girls didn't know it, that you had it in you on that show. Oh, yeah. And they were trying to come for you in the Untucked Lounge or whatever it was called. And you were like giving it right back. At the reunion, I really think like my renaissance started with the reunion because I, I got a lot of screen time of just like reading. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. <laughs> and that was the first reunion they did here in Vegas, right? Yeah, I think the last one too because I don't think this. Uh, I don't, I don't think the season oh, after yeah, or the next one are going to be for promo for the launch of the show. I think so. That was well. Wild. Then there was COVID, and then there was COVID. COVID. It's time for a segment which we call Fuck, Fuck Talk. Talk. What is it called? Fuck, Fuck Talk. Talk. Fuck Talk. Faggot. So in okay. the in this segment, uh, we ask you to tell a wild, crazy, absurd, embarrassing, outlandish sex story from your past, present, or, or future. Future. Or future. Um, you got anything planned, lined up in the future? <laughs> like Meatball does? Wink. I don't know. You ever... My, um, uh, my, my, uh... Did you ever hook up in drag? I've never hooked up in drag, but I have, like, been in drag, and I just, like, didn't bother to take it off, you know, like, with my partner. Mm, I've yes. never gotten in drag for the express purpose. Mm. Yes. You know? Okay. But, you know, it's just like, you know, we're, like, leaving the club. Like... Horny. That's the it's thing the is, I don't think thing. I, I still don't think I could do that. But I guess you and your partner both do drag, so you kind of go like see past it. But I feel like if I was, what? even if I had any makeup on, wig <laughs> off, I'd be like, well, no. it's like, once you're in a relationship long enough, it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know what that means. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> oh it's like you could be like just like sweatpants and your hair's all messed up or whatever. But you're just like, eh, wait, you know, yeah, we're gonna do we it. Got, we yeah. got, we got, we got an hour. Um, I, I don't know if I have. I don't have a really crazy. Oh, maybe I do have one. Not crazy. Not super crazy. I remember there was this uh this girl I met at the club, and like I used to go to the club. I never hooked up with people <clears throat> because I was always like, there's alcohol involved. I've always been very strict. Like if I've been drinking or they've been drinking, nothing's gonna happen. Oh but, like, wow! Anyone that I've ever like hooked up with, it's been like I got their number and we talked a little bit and then hooked up after. The fact. Oh yeah. That's nice. But, <clears throat> so there was this girl I met at the club, but I used to make out with people all the time. Mm, I was a, that's, yeah. I was a fiend, yeah. But there was this one girl, and she was way out of my league at that time, or so I thought, because I was unconfident again. But so beautiful, and we just like were making out, and then she just like vanished. I never saw her again. She had like green hair, and then I just like randomly stumbled across her profile on like Instagram, like a people you may know or recommended or something. It just like randomly popped up. Oh man. And then, like, she, like, someone asked her, like, when you come back to Fayetteville? She's like, I'm actually coming back soon. And I was like, oh, my God. I, so I messaged her. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I met you this one night. And it just felt like everything's were, like, aligning yeah. up. Like, she was, like, the one. It's like I randomly stumbled across her. She uh-huh. Right as soon as she was moving back, everything's lining up. And we met her. We hung out. And things were going really great. And then, like, it finally came time to do the deed. And I was like, oh, this is, this is about to be crazy. And indeed, and indeed, indeed it was. And indeed it was. No, but like I really thought like we were hanging out and like she was so cool and I really thought that this was like I was like this is fate. Yeah. Finally happening. The one girl's out of my league is interested in me. Rekindled. Get in the moment. And ass I've ever smelled in my life. Wash asses. <laughs> and it's like it wasn't it, it wasn't like it was, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't just like everything down there. It was just like the ass itself where it's like, I'm finally, I'm hooking up with like one of the most beautiful women that I'd ever been with at that time. And I couldn't keep it up because I was like so repulsed. It was just kind of like, a, I got to try to get through this, but I just couldn't. And then, uh, yeah, then we just like 
kind of fell out. She ended up being like really like a uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get that with green hair. Yeah, I should have known. S- Writing was on the is, wall. Smell is very, very important, important to us here on this we, show. We pref- I prefer fresh out of the shower, hmm. laced with baby powder, laced with baby powder. Yeah, <laughs> or fresh out of the shower and maybe like two or three hours. After that is when I'm like, okay, if you've been physically active, maybe shower again. I, I, I'm the same way too, where it's like, I if I'm gonna do something, I like to have like just showered myself. Yes, you know, like a, like a yeah, little prepare a, the workstation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, especially, and, especially you're gonna get these little toesies. Yeah, and and for the the huge straight male audience that watches the sloppy seconds, big. We actually have a big one. We have a big yeah. straight audience. Wash, I love listening. Wash your ass. It doesn't matter if someone isn't going in there or something. Squat in the shower. This is why I put yeah. the you soap and water. Down yeah. and you gotta like you don't have to you don't have to put a fucking Brillo pad up your ass or, or anything, but like yeah, you don't have to. Optional, but you don't have to do all that. Yeah. You know, like so many men are like, imagine being so internally homophobic, you're scared to wash your butt. They say if like, I wash rub. my butt, I'm gay. That's gay yeah. to wash my butt. The water will run down my back and clean it for That's me. That's not how it That's works. That's not how it fucking works, diva. Yeah. And if you have a hairy ass, trim it a little. You don't have to like shave it bald. You're not using it. No, trim it down, and that's what you're into. But like, I know these straight guys; they they be having dingleberries. Absolutely, well, see, that's a problem because they don't believe in washing their wash. ass, and that means they don't shave it. They don't trim it. My trim brother, when he came to visit me, please would... don't talk about your brother's ass. It's not about his ass. Okay. Well, it is about his ass. <laughs> he wouldn't use my bidet. No, he said that's it was gay. gay. Oh, to use a bidet. No, ass. it's just it French. It's just French. <laughs> I, I know they do that shit in Europe, but I don't want to do that. And I was like, wash your ass. Uh, you know why they do it in Europe? Because they had a fucking plague. Wash your ass. <laughs> wash right. Your ass. Yeah. Because in Europe, ass eating is always on the menu. Yeah. Shigella. Yeah. You know her? Who? Shigella. She performed on Antarctica. Oh, I was about, oh Shangelo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Lemon it's a stomach tr- virus Lemon that you get Cella. from Dirty Butt. Shigella. Oh, okay. That's a great drag name. She be on Dracula yet? Yeah. Shigella or Giardia. Yeah, she went home first. She's from the house of... Uh, house of Giardia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giardia. So I've been experiencing this thing recently where like... You can't get a boner? No. <laughs> no she has pills for that. I have pills for that pills. in my back. I have recently, on more than one occasion, um, left a work thing to suck dick and then return to the work thing. You mean the studio, the bomb podcast studios? You're saying that you leave work to go suck dick? Not. Maybe we shouldn't put this. No, leave it in. But like, what the fuck? (laughs) uh, What do you mean? Do you you just like come back all cute? Like, sorry, I was getting lunch with a friend. Are you cute about it? I I had a meeting. Sucking dick in the workday is a fun new thing that I'm doing. Okay. Not at the end of the workday. You normally did, would you would wait until it was time to leave. I'd be like, now I'm done. If sex is going to happen, sex is going to happen. He's a sex planner. He prefers like, we'll meet at two o'clock, hook up or whatever. So this is new. This seems okay. spontaneous. Well, yeah, because and it's sort of was. like, hey, hey. And then I'm like, well, I'll go suck your dick. Well, I mean, if it's like, if you guys like have like a union run show here and you have like planned lunch times, it's like, hey, I have a lunch from 12 to 1. And it could maybe it could be planned. Yeah. 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 It's not too spontaneous. So is it, like, do you come back and like your beard still smells like genitals? No, but um, I sucked dick on the way to the airport before we came here, and then I met oh. you. And I had freshly swallowed a man's cock and balls and his I cock. I knew you had a glow to you, and I was real <laughs> sad. I could smell it. His cum tasted so good. Normally it doesn't taste very good. 
What does it normally taste like to you? Because sometimes sour. Sour. I would say acrid. Because you know sometimes when acrid. What's the difference? What is acrid? Yeah, I don't know. Arkansas Public School. What does that word mean? Uh, you went to who? Acrid, like the city in Ohio. It's like um blue purple bulldogs. Acrid, like the diet. Like the acrid diet. It's just calm. No, it's like uh. It's like sour but bitter and like kind of like leaves a ta- mm. like a yeah. almost tangy. I don't know. Like when you like lick a battery. Mm. That I know to that, me is what I, I know feel that there are people is. who love the taste of cum. And they're sort of like they're like I'm like but sometimes it's all Is off. it the taste or the idea of it? Well, that's what no, I'm saying. No, it tastes bad sometimes. And then yeah. also sometimes it I feel leaves like this, a burning in my throat. I I that's how, I, I feel about like that way about like I had foie gras recently. I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Foie gras. It's like fatty duck liver. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like expensive and I was like I just tried it and it was the most disgusting thing ever. So I'm like I bet people I, does people actually like this, or they just like the idea that like I'm well, eating for a while? I, I think there are I think there are two camps. I think there are people who like it no matter what, and kind of like um, if you're like a stinky cheese fan, mm-hmm. you're like uh, some of it is stinky, some of it is not, some of it is sweet, and they like it no matter what. I sometimes I taste guys, and I'm like, I'm like. What have you been eating? This is incredible. This tastes like candy. <laughs> you just have like a, you just have like a little napkin. You're just like mm. truly like Chef's kid. this guy on the way to my the compliments airport, to the I was chef. Like, oh my God. I was like, I would put this on top of something. Jennifer, <laughs> you're fucking disgusting. You don't swallow cow? Like you, I you swallow. You, you go to a Chili's and get a salad, and there, and you're like, you're like, you're like, I have my, I brought my own dressing. I wouldn't put I, it fucking past him. Yesterday when we were at what's the name of that restaurant we went to. Pellegrinos. Pe- something like Pepper, that. Yeah. Pepper, Mill. Pepper Mill. He was like, hold on, I, I got to build a sandwich before I go. So he uh-huh. got a bagel. He put the cream cheese on it. He put the jam on it. He put bacon on it. He then cut the top of his omelet off and put it on that and was like, okay, I'm ready to bring that home. Instead of just bringing it home. Thoughts? He's living his life. Thank you, Madeline. You know, we're all, we're all just, we're all, we're all just little. Out. Go lo- visit the children in the lobby. Get out. We're all just little animals trying to find our happiness in That's the world. That's true. And sometimes that happiness comes from sucking dick in the work day. Yeah. Or putting uh, jizz on your explosion salad from chili- chilies. Chiles. Chiles. Chile, chiles. I Maddie, wouldn't put come on you. anything. But you know, it cooks up like egg whites. Does it? Yeah. You know, oh. that, there's a whole cookbook on what to do with cum. Maybe like a cum omelet. And put that on top of your little sandwich, a pepper mill. All right, thank you yeah. so much for being here today, Maddie. I hope you had a good time. I sure did. I did. This has been a riveting life-altering conversation. Faggot. <laughs> Where can people find you? I think it you? doesn't help that the voice almost sounds like mine, too. Well, it's, it's like, hers. It's me. It's yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the inflection. It's Faggot. Yeah. Why don't you say it? Huh? Don't you do say it. Over comparison? Yeah. No, not, oh, yeah, not, on this, not on this day. <laughs> not on this day. Manny, where can people find you? You can find me um, on the YouTubes at Manny Morphosis Official for Give It To Me Straight. I have a second channel uh, called Morpha Clips where I'll be posting some highlights and shorter Morpha clips. Clips. Zooms. clips with a P. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all other social media at Manny Morphosis. Hit the slay button. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. Send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which comes out every Tuesday and Friday. You see her eyes slowly drifting away. I'm dead inside. (laughs)
That's right. Or you can listen to this show ad-free one day early and watch our full video episodes available on Mom Plus Gold. You can sign up at mompodcast.plus. Plus, you get episodes sloppier seconds. We did a whole vlog of our time here in Vegas. A um, lot of good bonus stuff there. So check that out at mompodcast.plus. And this has been Sloppy Seconds Takes Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. If you have a gambling problem, call 222. Thank you so much. Goodbye. 777. Oh, 777. No. Bye now. (laughs) To get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.